Chapter Twenty Nine of Secretary Hawkins in Cuba. This is LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Secretary Hawkins in Cuba, by Secretary Hawkins. Restored to his mother. It was the voice of Uncle Lucio that wakened me, and I woke up with much surprise, for I had dropped off to sleep unwillingly, after I had made up my mind not to close my eyes until Lucio was with us again. Lucio stood in the doorway of the underground sleeping chamber, smiling upon Link. Who still lay fast asleep, and Will Standish, who sat rubbing his eyes and gaping. Did you think I was never coming back? Uncle Lucio was asking Will's father. I knew you would, but I had all I could do to make those police believe that there was a revolution hatching down here. However, they came. The police boat is right off the bay, and they are now surrounding this place. I hardly think they will escape. Is it not wise for us to go at once? Asked Mister Standish. Indeed, I think it is," replied Lucio. "Come, Valdez, let us get Duck Waters and Jeff to the boat first. They took Duck away first. Carrying him on the cat down to the boat, poor old Duck Waters never had a better friend in my life, and to see him knocked out like this was hard for me. But somehow our feelings were somewhat smoothed down there in those caves, with so much danger and excitement all around, and after they took Link's father out. I went over to Will Standish and whispered, "If anything happens before we all get out, you and I will stay right beside Link. When his uncle Raphael finds he has escaped, he might try to do something worse to him than tying him with chains." Right, oh," answered Will. We will give 'em a jolly hard time, Hawkins, if they try to ram us again, huh? I don't know about that," I said, "but I know one thing: I've got good legs and fast feet, and Uncle Raphael will have to run some to get me back again. But Link loses his head when he gets excited. What we will do is to each take a hand." And pull him along between us, and let me steer the way. It's always best for all to know which way to follow. Suits me," said Will. But just then, Link woke up. He saw that his father was gone. Where is he, Hawkins? He asked. Uncle Lucio has taken him to the boat. I said. It's all right, Link. We are going back to the villa. Link's eyes sparkled like coals of fire. I had dreamed, Hawkins," he said. "I dreamed 
that we all went back and were safe and sound in the villa again. Yeah, I said, that's right. Don't worry anymore, Link. We'll be safe home soon. But I dreamed something else, said Link. I dreamed that when we got back to the villa, we found out that we forget to save the little girl. And I dreamed that Uncle Raphael had thrown her off of Casanova's racks into the shark's pool. She's safe, all right, I said. Will and his father saved her first, and then she came out and showed them where the spring was that opened the door in our cell. Link nodded his head. I know that, he said, but where is she now? You don't know if she's safe, Hawkins? All right, boys, come on. It was Uncle Lucio's voice. In a moment, he had come running back into the room where we sat. Everything's ready, and we are waiting for you, he said. And let's hurry, too, before these revolutionaries come back. It's about time for them to begin their night councils now. Link got up and walked over to Lucio. Uncle Lucio, he said, I'm not going back unless we can take that little girl out of here. What girl? asked Uncle Lucio, surprised. I told him quickly of the little girl that had brought Link's food to him while he was chained and of how she had been put in a cell beside ours to drown, as we were expected to drown. I described her as well as I could remember. Good Lord, said Lucio, of course Link's right. It would be cruel to go without trying to free her. Listen, what's that? The sound of rough voices and many feet moving caused us to pause. In a moment, I had skipped over and stamped out what remained of the fire. Lucio produced a new flashlight that he had brought back. Careful, he whispered. Raphael's men are back. We must not run into them again. All of you follow me. We moved off in the opposite direction, not wishing to meet the ruffians who were gathering in the council chamber under the gallery where we first had seen them. Lucio moved quickly, throwing his ray of light about until it rested on a dark hole yawning in the wall at our left. Mr. Standish, he said, this is a safe way to the beach where our boat waits. You and Will go at once and tell Jerez the man who is running the boat, that if we do not show up in an hour to start for the villa. We watched Will and his father enter the tunnel. Mr. Standish had a light that he flashed ahead of them as they walked, and their shadows looked odd as they lengthened the distance between us. Finally, the light disappeared altogether, They've reached the bend, said Lucio. Now they are safe. They can't miss the boat. Come, let us be on our way. 
we followed the passage until we reached the opening of the cell in which we had been imprisoned to drown. I explained it all to Lucio, and he poked his flashlight in and peered at the place where his nephew had been chained. What a scoundrel that Raphael is, he muttered. A sudden sound caused us to turn quickly. Talmy had come back to us, was barking and jumping out there in the passage. Hooray, I shouted. Where have you been, old fellow, and why did you run away from us? Look there, said Link. It's the little girl. Lucius Flush turned just in time to see a little ragged dress disappearing behind an offset in the wreck. He ran up and threw his flashlight into the crevice. Oh, don't, please don't, came the terrified voice of her little girl friend. It's my uncle, said Link. He has come to save us, and he wants to take you back with us. Don't be frightened, said Uncle Lucio tenderly. We have come to take you out of these caves. Surely you must be hungry for a look of the sunlight again. Oh, indeed I am, cried the little girl. I've only been out since they put us in here, and that was at night, and I wore the ladies' pretty slippers with the big buckles on, and was going to run to a boat I saw across the bay and asked the man to take me away from here. But it didn't do any good. Uncle Raphael came out and cocked me down on the shore. And then, when he brought me back, he saw I had lost one of the slippers, and he wiped me for it. Did he really? asked Uncle Lucio. Well, well, what a wicked man. But come, we must get out at once. He has returned and all of his men with him. They will soon come to see how their water traps have worked. And if they find us on the outside instead of in, they are likely to do something we might not like. Hurry, this way. Oh, but I can't go. I can't leave the lady, my good mistress, cried the girl. Lucio patted the head of golden curls. Uh, he said, so there is a mistress of these caves. We will set her free too. Come, take us to her. The little girl sprang nimbly up a series of steps that led to a sort of landing behind the very cell in which Link and I had been in. Tell me barked and acted as though he was glad we were together again and he ran up the stone steps so we could see. But it seemed that the little girl knew the place well enough to find her way in the dark. She reached the landing first, and we heard her talking to someone. She seemed very excited and glad to know that she would be able to get out. When we reached the landing, we saw a door or opening cat into a roomy place that might have been cut out of the solid rack. A light came streaming through the door. 
we three stood there, Lucio, Link, and I, watching the girl who was telling somebody whom we could not see because of the shadows in that corner, that she had met us and we wanted them to come along and get out while there was a chance. Little by little, my eyes grew accustomed to the gloom and I could make out a low couch in the corner. And while I looked, someone who had been lying on that couch arose suddenly and came out of the shadow. The next thing I knew was a startled cry from Uncle Lucio, and as I turned to look at him, he leaped over me and sprang into the room, holding out my arms and crying, Lucille, Lucille, is it really you? It was the sad-faced lady in black who had come out of the shadows. She turned a frightened look when she heard Lucio's voice, and the next moment she had stretched out her arms and was hugging Lucio around the neck. Link and I stood in the doorway, watching the scene. But suddenly something moved Link. He walked into the room with a quick step and touched Lucio's arm. I know, he said. It is the sad-faced lady whose picture hangs in the villa. Lucio smiled down upon the skinny guy, but there were tears in his eyes. The lady stooped and patted Link's head. I wish you did know me, she said softly. Lucio was beside me, and as I looked up at him, I saw tears running down his cheeks. You tell him, Hawkins, he said. Tell him, it's his mother. And don't you know, it's funny how things like that affect me. But I felt tears coming in my own eyes. I stood there like a dummy as Link listened to the lady tell him she was thankful that he had come to save her from this awful place. Link, I said, your uncle Raphael lied to you. Your mother is not dead. You are talking to her now. There was a tender, eager look upon my skinny guy's face. He stared at the sad-faced lady. His lips parted. His eyes twinkled. His arms went up. You? He said hoarsely. Is it true, Hawkins? What are you saying? His voice broke into a sob. The sad-faced lady held out her arms. My baby boy, she said, her voice trembling. After all these years, God has sent you back to me. Come. Link clasped her about the neck. Mother, he sobbed. My boy, said the sad-faced lady. My boy, my boy. Ah, boy, I can write good enough to tell you how I felt. But there was a big lump in my throat as I turned away. Tell me was barking wildly, happily. Oh, Lucio, cried the sad-faced lady. I waited so long. I knew you would come. It is like a dream, Lucille, said Lucio, and his voice shook. 
I can hardly believe it is you. And yet, all the time I believed Raphael was lying. You will never know what a terrible man he is, broke in Link's mother. I cannot begin to tell you now, Lucio. If you had only come sooner, you could have saved me from this. They came at night through the tunnel, behind the big picture. They brought me here, with only my little maid and my big dog. This one, asked Lucio, pointing to tell me. Yes, Nappy, we called him. They chained us, Adelie and me. Twice we got away and went back as far as the door behind the big picture. But we could not move the big chain latch. Once I had reached the secret door, it stood open, and I was about to step out when Raphael, who had gone there to search for something, came hurrying back in and slammed the big picture door shut. He was angry when he found me there. He carried me back here again. I remember the night, said Lucio. He looked at me and I nodded. I too remembered that night when I had gone down after Tell Me and found the night prowler in the library. Thank God all that is past now, my sister, continued Lucio. We have a boat waiting in the bay. We are going to take you along with us. The next second, there came the sound of fighting somewhere in these caverns, and Lucius sprang over to Link's mother and said, We have no time to lose. The police are closing in on Raphael and his men, and there will be danger. Listen. The sound of gunshots came echoing down the passage, mingled with the angry cries of the surprised revolutioners. It rose to a great racket, and Lucio hustled all of us outside. Link and Lucio walked with Link's mother between them, while the little girl and Telmy and myself went on ahead. The sound of footsteps came louder and louder and in a minute there came running two Cuban police, who shouted something to Lucio in Spanish. Lucio replied in a loud voice. Then they came up and talked rapidly, and turned and ran back. He says they closed in on the men and captured all but Rafael. He has escaped, they said. It would be like him to lay in wait for us somewhere and try to harm us if he could, now that his plans are discovered and they are on his heels. Hawkins, head for the tunnel where we sent Will Standish and his daddy. I headed quickly and found it. How fast we sped down that narrow hole. I could feel the friendly breeze from the sea coming in as we neared the entrance, and there, when we reached it, was Will and his father, who were glad to see us come out. Just going back in to see if you needed help, sang out Mr. Standish. I couldn't bear to take the boat home without you. Come. 
Will's green motorboat is waiting, and we will shoot across to the big boat at once and get away. We might shake hands with a stray bullet if we stay around here. We were soon speeding across the bay in Will's launch, which brought us quickly alongside the big boat, on the deck of which Harris stood waiting to throw us a line. Somebody's rowing out there, whispered Will as he stepped the noisy motor and made ready to jump out. Harris, he called, turn the big spotlight on the bay, quick! There was a commotion on the top deck as several of our men tried to reach the big light first. As the ray of light shot out, it seemed like a big magic lantern picture that we saw, a rowboat moving swiftly across the bay, and in it a fat, bulky shape, rowing as fast as he could. By Jingo, it was old Uncle Raphael himself, He shot a glance up at us as our searchlight fell upon him, and he scowled and swore at us in Spanish. Look yonder, cried Will Standish. We all turned our heads, and I gave a cry of alarm. It seemed to me that the sky had opened, and we were looking through, but the next moment I cocked myself. It was the glow of a fire, somewhere, and that fire was the old cabin burning, the cabin that Lucio had built up in the racks for Link's daddy. It shot its flames high and lit up the whole of Casanova's doom, and there upon that flat rack at the tap of Casanova's doom two figures were running. They ran to a large three-cornered rack that stuck up on the edge of Casanova's doom and seemed to squat down behind it as if trying to hide. I kept my eye on the place where they hid themselves, and one of them stuck his head up to peep over, and I saw it was the lame man, Elam. Then up came another head over the big boulder, and I knew that head with the handkerchief tied around it, for it was the old sea captain, friend of the lame man. We had forgotten all about Raphael in the rowboat. It was only when I saw the lame man and his sea captain shoving the big bowler that I began to figure out what they were trying to do. And then I yelled, and Lucio yelled, Ah! But it was too late. I saw that big stone roll over the edge. I saw it going down just as Raphael's boat was passing. It struck the little row boat with an awful sound, a crash. We heard Raphael scream. I turned my face away, but I knew that Uncle Raphael was gone forever. The lame man had got his revenge. We turned our searchlight quickly on the deep water beneath Casanova's doom, and the man on our boat threw out a weighted rope, but it was useless. Only a few pieces of the wrecked row boat floated on the surface, for it was a shark's nest. End of chapter 29